This is Brian Bailey, Chief Marketing and Experience Officer with Metro Inclusive Health. You're listening to Inclusivity and Beyond, subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community. Welcome to Inclusivity and Beyond, Metro's very own podcast. Tonight, we are talking about some girl gossip. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. We're going to spill in a lot of tea tonight. I hope y'all are ready. We're going to be talking about, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about dates. We're going to be talking about worse dates. We're going to be talking about some good dates. We're going to be talking about dating apps. And some pictures that we get on those apps. Mm. And then we're going to be talking about some lady health and why that's important. And Aaron, what else are we going to be talking about tonight? Hit me with some topics tonight. Turn-offs and turn-ons. Ooh, um, I've got a few things to talk about on the worst dates. Got some good dates mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some motherhood, pregnancy. Tendency wish lists, uh-huh. you know, how to be a sexual being without being too much. You know, yes. we're gonna be owning our sexuality tonight. There is no shame tonight. With that being said, let's get started. So, welcome to Metro Inclusive Health Podcast to Inclusivity and Beyond. Like I said, this is girl gossip tonight. Last weekend was boys' night. Tonight is for the ladies. This is one of our fun and inclusive conversations geared towards overall health and wellness. Um, We're addressing everything from dating apps, taking care of yourself mentally and physically, all the way to real life experiences. Tonight's about exploring things from a girl's perspective or a lady's perspective. So join in on the conversation with us. Drop some of your stuff in the comments there. Let us know if you have any questions. This is a safe space that is judgment free. So feel free to chime in in the comments. Today we have myself as your host. My name is Lee. I am the events and fundraising coordinator for Metro Inclusive Health. We have Tiffany, the lovely Tiffany, who works in Linkage Navigation, which if you don't know what kind of program Linkage is, it is an amazing program. And Erin, the fabulous Erin, who is in Health Information Systems and is a plethora of health-based knowledge. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Good evening, everyone. All right. So um, we have a wide range of professional and personal experience on this topic. So this should be a great episode. Um, Is everybody ready for this informative and super fun hour? Let's get in. Okay. Let's jump right in. Now, one of my favorite things to talk about is dating. Ladies, (laughs) let's talk about our worst dates ever. I know all y'all out there listening have some stories to tell. Erin, tell me about your worst date ever. Um, well, I haven't been on many. So I've been single for the last about a year. Um, I was with someone for almost eight years, which um, I'm 28 years old. So that was, you know, it's a big chunk of my life. But um, so I've been dating for the last year. Um I went on a date with this guy who had the worst breath ever. And we were, we were like, you know, for the start of the date, we were probably two feet apart sitting at a table, having a drink. And, um, I mean, I don't know if he didn't brush his teeth or 
or, <laughs> or what, but I could, I could fully smell his breath from that far away. And I was like, there's no, there's no way. And it wasn't a great date. And we went our separate ways. We both mutually ghosted each other, which was like <laughs> perfect, you know, <laughs> he let me know he got home. I, you know, whatever. And so it was fine, but that was awful. It was awful. I love when that happens. I love when you're like, okay, so clearly we're just, we're just going to, we're going to fold this one. We're going to call this one yeah. and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gonna take the well, L and keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. And then on that date, so we had planned to have a drink and then go across the street and get some dinner. And he just decided to eat at his place before that and didn't tell me that. And I was like, okay, I'm starving now. And he was like, um, I ate already. And so I was, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, well, um, I'm really hungry, so I'm gonna go get some food. And he came with me and then he was just watching me eat my dinner. And so, so I'm like, this is a mess. What a mess. So and he walked into my car. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't what, know. What are you planning on like so what are you planning on? Second dinner? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a great question. Order an appetizer. Shove something in your face to make yourself feel comfortable other than just sitting there and watching you eat on a first date. I know. So what was, but what was the initial plan though? Like where we what was the what were y'all the plan was to like go to this bar and then mm -hmm. and like have a drink or two and then we would go across the street and, and get some some food. But I guess he got hungry, and so he ate beforehand, and then wasn't no, hungry for that's dinner. That's being cheap. That's what it was. <laughs> he was being cheap. That's all it was because he knew good and well he didn't want to spend any extra money, so he fed himself first. Right. And yes. he knew he was running game, and he knew what he was doing. He did yeah. buy my drink though, so that was still that cheap. was nice. No, that's still yeah, Tiffany. You called. I agree. I agree with you, Tiffany. <laughs> so Tiffany, tell me about your worst date. Um, same here with Erin. Um, again, my name is Tiffany. I go by she, her, her pronouns, but I've also been in some long-term relationships, but in between, there's been some frogs before I got to my prince. Um, <laughs> one of the, and call me superficial if you want to, but I'm tall. Okay. So I'm, my preference is to have a guy that's either my height or taller. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. how I see it. Okay. So I met this guy, um, we randomly at a store and he was like literally right at my eye, right? Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? You know, so he's talking <laughs> to me and everything. But the next thing I know, I gave him a chance. He said, let's go grab, you know, um, some, some food or whatever, like another day or so. So I was like, okay, cool. We meet up. Actually, I go to his house um, because I wanted to see you know, he looked a little sketchy. So I was a little bit <laughs> worried about how this was gonna go. I go to his house and we were gonna get in his car to go out. Oh, wow. So come to find out, dumb of me, lesson learned, go to his house. He says, oh, I can't find my wallet. Oh, I can't find my license. That's what he was looking for, right? Mm -mm. So I'm like, what do you mean you can't find your license? And he was like, I can't find my wallet. He's like, well, do you mind driving? Okay, I'm not totally opposed to driving, but it just seemed a little awkward. But I'm like, uh -huh. if I'm driving and you can't find your wallet, then where is your debit card? 
You know? Uh-huh. So I'm just like, what are we doing here? So then again. That is the precursor to do you mind taking this way? Do you mind yeah. picking up the pack? Mind yeah. you the first date, okay? Mind you, I went out my way because again, he just met the height requirement, okay? So um, I said, okay, <laughs> well, as long as, you know, we can just go something low key. And he's like, well, I do have cash on. I got cash, so we're good. I just can't find my license. So we eventually go out to this little restaurant, little, little Soho type place. So come to find out, um, his license is suspended. That's why he didn't have a license. And he tried to play it off as if he lost the wallet. Okay. So I'm like, we didn't have enough money for the food. Ended up paying for half of it. I'm like, I don't even care anymore because it's not even that serious. Um, I took him home, took him home, dropped him off. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just, you know, move on because there's no point, you know, it's, I went on a limb again. My preference is someone who's tall, a little bit more builder and statue, and it didn't nice. happen. And I had to let it go. So take the L. Up with thinking that you know a guy always has to pay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying come correct. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Have it together. At least on the first date. At least on the first date, have it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yes. Y'all ready for my doozy? Yes. Yeah. Here for it. Okay. I call this one "Thank the Chef." So I've been dating this. I mean, we've gone out like a couple of times, you know, or it was probably like more than a couple of times. So like I, I known him, you know, we'd become familiar with each other, got to talking, stuff, went out in public a few times. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go on you at the house. Why don't you come over? I have some dinner, or something along those lines. And it's like we can just, you know, like Netflix and chill. And at the time, we pretty much had a full bar at. Uh, my roommate and I had a full bar at our house. So my roommate was gone for the night and I was like, you know, I mean, just like chill and stuff. So um, he eats massive amount of lasagna. And then at the end of the meal, leans over, like leans over, lifts a leg up and farts loudly to the point of shaking my windows. But wait, there's more in my direction. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, "You're fired." Yeah, yeah. Get out. Get out. Like, of my did house. he? Like, did he? He felt that comfortable just to do that? Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I still ask myself that question to this day because, like, I don't know. I've been in relationships for like over a year where I didn't feel that comfortable. I'm like that, you know, like a little, like a little, like, or whatever, like it flips out every now and then. No, this was an intentional, prepared, leg lifted, like tornado of wind that was right. coming in my direction, not even in the opposite direction. At me. Not only did he let it rip, but he actually thought about how he was going to let it rip. So yeah. I'm like, no, at least just let it come out seamlessly. Don't be trying to like, ooh, let the whole world know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was on a first date and we were at a bar downtown and he starts doing like awkward squats at the bar. Like we were standing at the bar and he starts doing awkward squats. And then he looks over at me and he looks me up and down and he's like, yeah, you'll do. You'll do nicely. What? He's doing squats and say, you'll do nicely? Uh-huh. I was like, I'll, I'll do for what? I'll do for putting the lotion on the skin at the bottom of the pit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I'm like seriously uh-uh. like 911 to my girlfriend, like level eight freak out 911. Yeah, threat level midnight. Come get me. Mm-hmm. Oh, people can be so weird. They're just so odd. That's such oh, a hot I know one time I went to uh I met a guy on a on a dating app and we went he was from out of town. He came here, we went to the casino in Hillsborough County to the casino to meet up. And you know, everyone hangs out the casino and it just was so overbearing to the point where I, this is my first time meeting you in person and I wanted to be in a public space, but the same thing, you, he was just all over me. Like as if he was, you know, best buds and I'm his girlfriend, all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, dude chill out. Like, uh, no, then he wanted to like, hang out afterwards it was already late we didn't go to the casino till 11 o'clock anyway i'm oh like no it's the first time i'm meeting you no we're not going nowhere else yeah you know? yes yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. he wanted to kiss and everything and i'm like homeboy we in the parking lot i'm about to go <laughs> home and so are you so <laughs> let <Bye-bye>. it go <laughs> and <theme. laughs> oh my gosh well, I'm glad you brought up dating apps, Tiffany. So let's talk about dating apps. There's a ton out there. I mean, like we can, we when we were preparing for this, we came up with like what, Tinder, Match, OkCupid, um, Plenty of Fish, eHarmony, Bumble. And it's interesting though, because like Bumble was invented by or created by a woman as like a woman's or a feminist answer to Tinder. She originally worked at Tinder mm-hmm. and then was like, dude. <laughs> new um so then she left tinder and created her own app where the women have the choice to make the first contact um so it's a little there's like a little bit of a a layer of comfort there um but in talking about this like you know it seemed like there was something missing out of all of these apps and it was an inclusivity aspect so erin let's let's talk about like some inclusive apps that you had found and you you had brought up well i don't know of many but i do know that lex is out there um, and that's, I think there was a glimmer, mm-hmm. glimmer, if I remember right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of those before. Mm-hmm. How, how, have you actually experienced those, um, Aaron? No, I've just read about them. I haven't, mm-hmm. I've only, um, I've been on Bumble. Bumble was the first one that I ever went on. And then I went on Hinge. Um, and then I have, uh, delved into the Tinder world, um, during this pandemic, so um, those are my those are my three that I've I've done so far, but never say never. I'm I'm here for all of them, I guess. It's <laughs> interesting. I got talked into Tinder. You got what into Tinder? I got talked into Tinder. Oh okay. Yeah, my hairstylist was like, "You should totally try this." And I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay," and yeah, I did. I think it's different. It's evolved. It's it's different now than than what it used to be. It has a you know it like always had the reputation of being the hookup app. Yeah. But I mean, it. I didn't experience that. Maybe it's just how I am on dating apps. I'm very um, decisive, and I've you know I'm very quick to swipe and say no no to people. So. The thing about it is also you have to be careful about those swipes because I've swiped the wrong way. I'm like, no, no, go back. I make so many mistakes on apps. I make, you know, I'll accidentally swipe away somebody that I wanted to swipe on. I'm like, come on. Mm -hmm. 
There's and no then, swiping. You like yeah. exactly, exactly. And then I think like Tinder. I don't know how it is now, but I feel like Tinder is like one step up from Plenty of Fish. That's how I saw Tinder back in the day. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if it's any different to where um, Plenty of Fish was always to me something you just hooked up on and you know you didn't want nothing real from it. It was like let's get it in. I'll see you next. You know corner store next like down the street whatever you want to call it but i always need uh, plenty of fish yeah. but i could be wrong because i'm pretty sure there's other people who probably had some real connections on plenty of fish but i've never actually went into that one to say for myself mm-hmm. now tiffany you met your partner on a dating app didn't you yes i did which so, dating app did you um, after the casino guy and then there was a couple more frogs um, and then my person I'm currently dating, my fiance, um, he and I met off of Match. Oh, nice. Wow. So I'm not sure like where Match stands now, if it's still even around. I don't, I don't know, but um, it, is. Yeah. it was really helpful to this day. I hope he's not watching, but I actually reached out to him first and I won't ever admit it to him, but um, <laughs> he reached out to him first, but very casual, just saying, hey, how you doing? That was it. I didn't give any, I didn't throw no game in there, nothing like that. I just said, hey, how you doing? I let him do all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. But I had to at least initiate the conversation. Um, Cause like, oh, he's kind of cute, you know? So um, <laughs> there, but um, it was really interesting because we had a very like intense conversation on the app for about a good month before we actually met in person. And um, the first day, I know we're going to get into better dates versus the worst date, Mm -hmm. but our first day, you know, guys always trick you. They always trick you. So we had (laughs) the most most lavish all day date, you know, on the first Mm -hmm. date. It hasn't happened since, but (laughs) that first day we did like maybe three or four activities, you know, which kind of like my interest and so on and so forth. Oh. So, um, but even on that first date, I told my friends, I'm like, hey, I'm going out with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me he drives a white Honda Accord. So if I don't show up, you don't hear me, we go find a white Honda Accord, call the police, call somebody yeah. because yeah. I, I I need to be found. So yeah. even this, that's that, a good dating tip though, to mm-hmm. turn on your location for, with all of your friends. That's what I do. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going here. This is that person. Exactly. And he doesn't know to this day that when I did see him, because we kind of like parked near each other, I walked behind his car purposely, took a real quick pick, mm-hmm. got his license plate. I'm like, I'm not playing. If something happens to me, I need to know. <laughs> You're so, so smart. He didn't know any of that. Careful so, um, he was like, why are you? He, he, it didn't even dawn on him what I was doing. So I was I would snap their dating profile with their picture mm-hmm. and like send my friend where I was going, yes. turn on my location, text her when I got home, like, you know, and then I would take an Uber. Like I always took an Uber. Mm-hmm. I would never let them like come and pick me up or, um, you know, walk home or follow me home or like I'd make the Uber driver on the back a few times and like, you know, zigzag through. Yeah, that's so, so smart. That's yeah, there was, there was definitely like some hard and fast rules that I stuck to when I was on. I'm married now, so um, and I actually met my husband on eHarmony through a paid subscription. Oh. I paid for my subscription. 
Um, <laughs> I, I always say like if you're on eHarmony, like pay for your subscription. Anybody that doesn't have a profile picture that tries to talk to you, delete. They're probably married. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, 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 it's very true. Like, you know, it's the same thing on Tinder. It's like if you see a picture of like a bunch of dudes, and you can't find which one is which, or like, oh, that's an automatic no. sister, mm-hmm. or it's his cousin. It's not his cousin. Yeah. So tell me, what do y'all think about profile pics? Like, what do you think is a turn off and a turn on for profile pics? Because I have, I have my own thing about it, but I can't stand it when you don't have a picture of yourself. For one, when you have a picture of a scenery. I'm gonna keep it moving. Like, yeah. absolutely not. Like, I don't care where you've been. I just want to see you. Secondly, if for me again, a turn on is when a guy has a baseball cap on. If you have a hat on, you, you know, I just want to get my attention. So I want to see a guy without a hat, so that I really know what you look, look like. Because the hat, I don't know what it is, but it just do something. <laughs> to me. I don't know what it is, but I love a guy with a baseball cap. <laughs> okay. So what's going on here? Exactly. Like you just yeah. Head. yeah. So um, right. the other thing is kids. I understand if you have kids, great, but I'm not a big fan of having kids in a profile pick on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not mm-hmm. just not to me something I think you should do. The whole world doesn't need to see your kids that you're trying to date. Like I don't I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um number one, numero uno turn off for me and an automatic no is um if you have a picture of like you're holding a dead fish and you you've like gone fishing and you're out on a boat no no i am not i'm not here for that that's more common (laughs) and it's like it's so common i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's probably like 95 percent of the dating profiles i see are (laughs) these humans with like holding these poor dead fish and i'm like no, absolutely not. Goodbye. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like fishing, it's the it's the same thing with like gym picks, like shirtless gym yeah. picks. I mean, sh- I you know what? You, good on you if, if you're in health and stuff. But like the the first impression of you on an app should not be without your shirt in front of the gym or the barbell or like this or this or this. Or I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just, it's a turn off for me, but I guess someone who's also into bodybuilding and working out as a partner, that would be their automatic connection, you know? Yeah. So I guess yeah. for them, you know, to, to each his own for it, but. Right. It's all subjective, right? It's yeah. just yeah. what you're into, but I am not into dead fish. Now, numero uno, <laughs> I want to see your recent picture. I don't yes. know picture from five years ago or 10 years ago or two years ago. And for some reason, and there's nothing wrong with this. However, you should present yourself as you are currently. If you do not yeah. look the way that you look, when you are showing up on the first date and you are either like changed in some massive way shape or form yep. don't do it yeah that's very interesting picture. it is it's not fishing I, I mean i really like it's, it's like catfishing and and you're you're not presenting yourself in the way that that you would normally if you're mm-hmm. self-conscious about something you don't own it because yeah. if 
if you're trying to sell yourself as something that you're not, the person that shows up on the front date on the first date, like bought into what you're presenting yourself on that Facebook app. They're not going to buy into the person that you show up. And that's not the person that you want to connect yourself exactly. to. Facebook fans, yeah. and dating apps in the comments. Tell us what you think about that. Tell us what your rules are and your turn-ons and turn-offs are. So, speaking of turn-ons and turn-offs, let's dive more into that. Tiffany, mm, let's do it. Yeah. Give me the turn-on list. Um, again, I started out with the baseball cat, you know, so again, that just catches, just does something to me. I don't know. So, uh, outside of that, um, a well-groomed guy, um, I am in love with a nice goatee. Um, I'm in love with, even if your hair is a mess, it needs to be faded or over in the front, something to where it's trimmed in the front. Okay. The rest of it can be whatever, but the front needs to be trimmed. Okay. Um, turn on is for one chivalry. Like, let me know, um, that you actually care about my well being. you know, mm -hmm. make sure, you know, opening doors, you know, um, saying, excuse me, let me sit down first, things like that. I really do like be like, oh my gosh, this is a real guy. You know, what did I find you at? So yeah. things that don't happen all the time. And it's, it's hard to come by. I feel nowadays because it's just, it's dropped off after generation, after generation, after generation that things don't happen like that anymore. But yeah. those are some like first impression turn-ons for me. Um, also just having a genuine conversation. Like, mm -hmm. let's just talk. Let me tell you about myself as well. I want to hear about you. Don't tell, don't take over the whole entire conversation and just tell me point at the point about what you've done, what you want to do, where you want to go. Can I get a point in somewhere? Like that's such a turn off. But if we can have a real genuine conversation, just laugh as if we knew each other for a long time, that's like gold for me. Yeah. You know, genuinely so, interested in who I am. Yeah. Aaron, give me some of your turn ons. Oh, you're on, you're on mute, Aaron. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> um, I love, um, very charismatic, gregarious, con like outwardly confident, very extroverted, um, men. And I, I've, you know, so far I've dated cis men. Um, but that's, that's what I really love. Cause I, I'm a very, um, extroverted and bubbly and I, I love to have fun and I'm, you know, like a really f positive person. So I really love when someone can match me in that way and we can have a lot of fun together and I'm very playful, you know, just in my nature. And I, I love my friends. My friends are like the most important thing to me. So someone who also has like a strong base in their friends and their community, I really love like, and if you give me good eye contact and you're kind, I'm done. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Look at me right here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. I have to say, I you know, in in preparing for this episode, it was kind of like very. Uh, it, was, it was it was it was very like a look inward because I haven't done this in a while. Um, 
Yeah, like small gestures are really big on me. Like good morning text, good night text, you know, doing something. Like if I say like some little detail like I like or, um, you know, like, I oh, I want to do this one day. Or, oh, I really like, you know, I like that. Like knowing what my, my favorite flower is or my favorite color. Um, that's really big on me. Um, figuring out your love language. Do some soul searching and find what your love language is and then and then find how to communicate between the two love, love languages. So like my love language is affection and acts of service. Um, and I know that, you know, so it's it's like figuring out like how to answer my love language and talk in my love language and then figuring out how to answer in their love language. Um, handling your ish. Handling. Oh. I'm an event planner by nature. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't want to plan anything. I don't want to plan a thing. Exactly. Plan something. I don't even care. I don't care. Just tell me where a dress, put some heels on, where meet me here. I'm sending the Uber. I don't even care where we're going. I don't care if we go for a walk in the park. Plan mm -hmm. something. Do not make me be Julie the cruise director when I am clocked out. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> let me clock out. And you drive the bus. Like that's that's so those are my things. So turnoffs. Let's go. Um, I'll I'll go. Codependency. Codependency is a huge turnoff for me. Like I'm a singular person. I need some independence. I need I need my me time. I need to get my nails done. I need to get my hair done. I need to get my toes done. I got like like this does not come naturally. No. <laughs> and then Tiffany, you know, what you said is like you know, not listening, like like being genuinely involved in the conversation or genuinely invested in the conversation. Um, getting comfortable is like mm, a really good thing. That's a big, that's it, a it happens big. a lot. Yeah, it, it happens a lot in, in long-term relationship. It's like, you know, just because I've heard a lot of married couples say, you know, just because we're married doesn't mean that we have to stop dating each other. Like mm -hmm. really, like really pay attention, even if you're not married, because marriage isn't for everybody and it doesn't have to be like you can get a lifelong relationship and never been married once. You still have to you still have to keep the spark, you know, keep it, keep it fresh, keep it going. Um, mm -hmm. And then mansplain something to me. You mansplain something to me. Especially, especially something like my period or pregnancy or feminism. You're done. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I definitely, um, you know, going back to what you're saying about the whole planning thing. Um, I'm a type A personality. Um, probably that's, yeah, anybody would agree with that. But um, at the same time, I want to make sure I'm tired of being type A. I want to be type B when I'm around my guy, yeah. you know. I don't want to have to always take control because if not, what I need you for, I don't, I can do this on my own. And I'm not about being independent woman, hear me war. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I can, but I don't want to. Yeah. So that's why I have you in my life so that you can take some of that off my, you know, shelf and handle it, you mm -hmm. know? And I think it's, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me until you were talking Lee, that we have three different perspectives going on that you're mm -hmm. married, I'm engaged, and Aaron's dating. So I was like, yeah. oh, how cool is that? You know, <laughs> so I feel like it's really, really good perspective of all different aspects of the life because we're all experiencing different things going on as far as how long we've been in this current state. I don't know how long you've been married, Lee, but me and my God, we've been together for 
uh, five years, six years, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Don't let him know that I said that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so, but it, it is really good to remember that you gotta, you gotta keep dating. You know, even yeah. when you get married, you cannot be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I will bug the hell out of him if we don't do nothing. I'm like, hey, we finna go somewhere. I don't care where it is, mm -hmm. we'll go to the park. Uh, go to the movies, something's going to happen to where we're not sitting in this house. So that's yeah. a big thing that you can't just let things fall to the wayside because as soon as that happens, things become unintentional and it gets boring and you mm -hmm. get mundane and then you get run down and then you like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. And someone else's eye is now catching your attention. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, I mean, you really like you, you, it's work. Relationships are work. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm no shame to admit that this is my second marriage. Um, I had a starter marriage and, and it taught me a lot, but I have an, you know, I have a lot of dating experience. Like I really do. Like I've, I've dated for a long time, dated a bunch of people, um, got, got a lot of, got a lot of stories under my belt, but you know, you, it's work. It is. And it's, it's intentional work and you really do have to put the effort in it. Erin, what are your some what are some of your turnoffs? Um, I really don't like it when someone is indecisive. It's you know, it's basically like all of the opposite things of my turn on. Mm -hmm. So I don't like people who um don't like to be around other people a lot, who like really mm -hmm. just like stay inward and don't have a, mm -hmm. a community around them. Um, I don't, I also don't like being, uh, mansplained too. That's a complete turnoff. Um, so tell me about my body. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I know you don't have to tell me that. Um, that's a big one. Um, yeah, I, I really love kind mm -hmm. people. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to even go on a date with you if I don't think you're a good person, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, what's kind of hard about dating apps is that you're meeting these people through you know you're just texting at first and um I have a couple of friends who um they, they suggest a phone call before a first date so that you can you know you can hear you can like catch their vibe you know yeah. you can hear their voice you can you can hear their tone um you can get you can get a lot from just talking on the phone so um I did that with one person and the phone call was nice. It was about an hour long, which was much longer than I thought. Um, and we only went on one date. Um, but I, I love that idea to kind of help you weed something out or help you progress into, into something else. Yeah. I like that. That's really common right now too, especially during, during all the quarantine and during coronavirus is that, you know, kind of like the phone conversations or the Skype dates or, you know, the FaceTime dates are really starting to make a comeback and people are starting to like, like you, you don't have to learn how to write an email to me. <laughs> you don't learn how to talk on the phone, have a conversation, not just send me a text message at three o'clock in the morning going, you know? yeah, no. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Exactly. And not only that, you got the whole issue with not texting out real words. Speaking mm -hmm. in, okay, I get it. We do acronyms all the time, little emojis and stuff like that. But if I gotta sit here and put a puzzle together, I don't know, I don't do that shit. Like, come on, get it together. Like, let me know what your real words are. I'm not gonna know, picture here, put you there. Like, give me what you really wanna say. I'm not figuring out a puzzle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Use <No>. your words. <laughs> 
Let's answer. Like, do my four year old. You should work. Yeah. Can we answer Lucas's question? Yes. Facebook fan, uh, Metro fan out there, drop your terms and turn off in the comments for us. I really want to hear what you got going on. Lucas says, and there's another question that I want to get to um, after this too. What kind of advice do y'all have for new relationships that started during the pandemic? Haven't really been able to get out much and do things. Oh, honey. Mm, it's hard. It's hard. But you, so here's here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do during the pandemic that are still considered remotely safe. Now, it, I don't know if you're like, if you've been in physical contact with this person or, or if you've started the relationship in the era of social distancing where you're on one side of the pond and they're on the other side of the pond and you have to remain there because it's just not safe. Mm -hmm. um, but let's face it. We all know what's happening. People are still hooking up right now. So, uh, which is a reminder, kids, use protection. Carry yeah. it. Um, outside walks in the park are still really good. Yes. Yes. Sunsets yes. on the beach are great. Um, sunset just kind of gets like, I don't know. Sunsets are magical to me. Like you get that magical hour in there. Um, you can mutually watch. I don't know if you... I don't know if you're able to do this, but there's a way that you can usually watch a movie. Okay. Oh yeah. You're always together. Okay. You can watch a movie like Netflix and chill, Cre but create a space, like create like a cute little space in the middle of your living room, get some snacks together, like have like a genuine, like a movie night, you know, get candy, get Coke, like put a blanket out, pop some popcorn, make a sport mm -hmm. or something, you know, um, Things like that are always fun. Like, like you know, go back to uh, go back to having conversations about stuff. Pick up some conversations. Yeah. Harder to so, know someone, you know. And mind you, that helping out the businesses right now. Restaurants are not closed yet. You know, they're yep. still open. So my recommendation, if you are going to do that, is go during a time where it's not like rush hour. Like, don't go at mm -hmm. seven o'clock on a Friday, Saturday night. You know, try to go during the day. You know, where both you and the other person are off. So if you guys can, you know, if you don't feel comfortable bringing somebody in your home, you can at least be out and about. But my number one go-to, as Lee just said, is the walks. Walks will mm -hmm. are so genuine to me because you can just be at, you know, be at one with nature, have a genuine conversation, enjoy, you know, other people passing by, the breeze. Like, that's just gold mm -hmm. to me. So walks is yeah. my first go-to. But again, go to restaurants. There's some. You know, I don't know where everybody lives yes. at, but especially over in Tampa, you have the most famous um, river walk that mm -hmm. you can use that everybody likes to go down to. It's a public space. You know, you have to worry about anybody snatching you up because everybody's going to see you. So um, <laughs> that's a good space to be at. So just think of that Think of that option as well. That river walk is amazing there. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty. And even if you're in downtown St. Pete, like just walking around downtown St. Pete or pick up some takeout. Restaurants yeah. really do have takeout on lock right now. They are doing a, ma a like a majorly awesome job with some takeout. I have gotten a lot of takeout. Yes, me too. And if you're Lucas, I think you said that you're you're always together. Um, I love a good puzzle. You know, let's bring puzzles back. So that's always a fun activity. I think. <laughs> Just not, not in a popular opinion. <laughs> now. Let's segue a little bit okay. and use that. If you're always together, spend some time apart mm. and own your sexuality. Mm. 
Oh, very much so. I mentioned before, use protection. You know, just just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you can't you can't and shouldn't carry your own condom. No, you should. Pack your bag, pack your go bag, whatever you want to call it. I have my own personal name for it. Um, when I was dating, but you know, keep these things on you. Don't I, I learned? I learned at. I wish I would have learned at a younger age, but I didn't. Um, you are the only person that cares about your sexual health. No one else is going to care about your sexual health. Man's not going to care about your sexual health. I don't care how long you've been dating. A dude that you just met on Tinder is not going to care about your sexual health. Use protection. I don't care what they say. I don't care what gets brought up. I don't care if you're on birth control or whatever. Use condoms. Bring those condoms with you and own your sexuality. Like there's no shame in that whatsoever. If mm -hmm. you want to be open and outward about your sexuality, you do you. If you want to keep it internal, keep it internal. But spend that time apart and maybe sex each other if you're at that point in your relationship. You know, like mm -hmm. text messages too. And if you need condoms, you can, you can pick them up. From us. Tiffany, do you want to tell everybody what locations they can um, they can pick up condoms for Metro right now? So we have um, three open locations right now between the Newport Ritchie office, the Tampa office, which is in Ebor, um, and the St. Pete office. Again, I always say our St. Pete office is right next to Walmart on 3rd Avenue South or North. I always forget the North and South. Mixed North. Up. North. North. Okay. So find Walmart, you find us. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a walk-in. You can come in, you can get a free HIV test within your consultation. Mm -hmm. If you let your tester know that you want to get a test, I mean, get condoms, they can provide those to you as well. It is not associated with testing only. If you just need to get condoms because you want to have a rendezvous that night or the next weekend, whatever it may be, come in, pick them up, and we will gladly give you a little baggie, a safe sex kit that also includes, um, I can't, what's the word I'm thinking about? Um, it's lube, right? Lube, yes. Yeah. Lube. Um, along with condoms so that we can make sure that everybody's practicing safe sex these days because just because we're in a pandemic, you know, doesn't mean that you can go buck wild and do whatever you want. You know, we want to make sure that you are using protection. You may get some, you know, conversations about what we always want to promote is PrEP, you know, not only just using condoms, but use PrEP as well. You want to get on medication if you are having um, in a, um, sex with someone that may be HIV positive and you don't want to, you know, contract it, you can get on PrEP. Or if you are engaging in multiple sex partners and you want to protect yourself, use condoms and get on prep, you know? So we're always willing and wel welcoming anyone that wants to learn more about that in regards to HIV testing, in regards to prep services. And as Lee mentioned earlier, I'm the linkage program manager. So even on top of all that, um, we can always connect you to other resources in the community if need be. But at first we're gonna link you all, link everyone to anything internally that we do offer at Metro. So, um, just be mindful that a lot of people think that um, um, prep may be for men only. That's a perception. Sometimes you only see it on the commercials. I thought but that women definitely can get on prep. And we are engaging women to get on prep because we don't want it to be a one-sided show. We want to empower our women as well, just to make sure that you can go, as Lee mentioned, go out, have a good time, have your condoms in your bag or your purse, and also have your daily medication medication that you've been taking every day anyway, which is prep. So don't let it think, don't let any media fool you that if you think it's for men only, because it's not, it can be yeah. for cisgender women as well. Yeah. 
Which is so important too, because honestly, like when I first learned about prep and I'm in my mid thirties, so, um, you know, I kind of like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And that came out, but I totally was under the misconception that it was only for gay men. I had no idea. Yeah. And a lot of times that's just what is put out there because of what people want to believe. Right. But you leave a whole gamut of the population out when you look at it from that perspective. Um, hence our name, Metro Inclusive Health. We include everyone. We want everyone to know about all of our services and what we can do for the communities. So now, Erin, if a woman needs so you let's let's segue into some lady health and talk about pap smears and mammograms. Um when a woman or a girl starts needing to get those things, do we offer them here at Metro or how does that work? We, I don't believe we do, mm -hmm. um, but I, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the best person to ask this. Um, when you said we, you we, know, we have primary care services. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do, we do well woman exams, yeah. um, but I think for like a, a mammogram, they might refer out. Yeah. And yes. oh. go ahead, Tiffany. No, I was saying, yes, Aaron's correct. We don't actually perform uh, mammograms and mm -hmm. we don't have a gynecologist on site at Metro, but we do have our primary care providers um, that do STI testing and screening. And if they do see anything that is abnormal, um, that could include a potential breast exam, then they will refer you to a gynecologist or a specialist for you to have additional screening done. So regardless of what your needs are, you can always come to us and we can help you in any, you know, in any way, whether that's in-house or referring you out to somebody. Now, right. you should traditionally, you should start getting your pap smears at 18, between 18 and 21, or when you start becoming sexually active. And then mammograms um, around between 40 and 44, it kind of depends, like you're in, I think your insurance will dictate it. But in the meantime, become familiar with yourself and play with your booze. Yes, yes. Shower time, bedtime, let your guy play with him. He can figure it out too. So whatever, whoever finds the bump first, is that's all that matters. Yeah, you're the <laughs> winner. <laughs> so whatever, you know, you know, whether it's who whichever your partner may be, just have fun with it. It doesn't always have to be something so serious, but yeah. take it seriously in regards to um your health. You know, most of the time when you are identifying like a lump in your breast, it's from you doing it, not from your provider doing it. Yeah. You know, so just keep that in mind, especially if you if you're not big on going to the doctor, which I hope you know people will be after listening to this, but get those annual checkups. You know, they're not there just for you know well-being. They they're to help protect you, mm -hmm. and most of the time, any protective health care is free at cost anyway. You know, mm -hmm. there really isn't a copay when you're going for something that's a well visit or a protective visit. I'm uh, not a protective, a preventative visit. Um, mm -hmm. So take advantage of those services if you have access to it. I think it's, you know, it's hard because like we as women, we spend the majority of the time, you know, helping other people or like focusing on other people or taking care of other people. You hear all the time, like, make time for you, make time for you. It's true. <laughs> You should, and, and not only for like your physical well-being, but for your mental well-being as well. I, you know, depression exists in women. It, it, it's it's tough, and if you're if you're finding that, especially in the age of coronavirus, mental health is extremely important, um, and it's very vulnerable right now. If if you need those types of services, you can come to us too. We have a full behavioral health department that is wonderful. 
Um, so let's talk about some beauty routines. Erin, I've always noticed your skin is gorgeous. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. What's your um, beauty routine? So um, one of my best friends is really into Korean skincare and um, makeup. And so I really just ask her uh, what I need to do for my skin. And, and she gives me all of these products that are um, like clean beauty and very gentle. Um, but I drink a crap ton of water. Um, mm -hmm. And I always wear SPF. Every even if I'm working from home, and I'm, you know, just sitting at my computer all day, I will put SPF on my face. It's mm -hmm. just it's like the moisturizer that I use for the morning all every day. And, really? um, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do you know, I go out in the sun a lot. I, I'm a roller skater. So um, I'm I, I'm out during the day um, and I always put SPF, like anywhere the light touches, I have SPF mm -hmm. on. Um, so that that's a big one. But um, yeah, I have a nice gentle cleanser. Um, I have a toner. I have um, sometimes a serum, um, but always water and always SPF. And good uh, sleep routine. You want to make sure you're sleeping well and getting close to eight hours or whatever is your you know some people are different they need ten hours or five hours but whatever you need you got to get it yeah yeah sleep yeah those are some good tips because i i really don't have a good skin regimen that i keep up with um yeah. so i'm really going to take heed to what you just said aaron because nice. yeah i'm all over the place like yeah. one thing i just recently started doing was i started using a so aloe vera um at night mm -hmm. but that's something i recently started doing like just putting it on my face hoping it will refresh and replenish something um so um besides that you know i do a daily wash night and day but outside of that i don't really have a real routine yeah yes all of our skin is glowing oh thank you <laughs> we don't have enough time to cover like, my like <laughs> so funny. Well, you're exactly. like I said, like we said, it's not. I don't wake up like this. This is a um, um, a concerted act to do this. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now our faces are under a mask all day. I try. Too, so it's like I know. You know what are you gonna do? I just saw the word mask me for the first time today. Mask me is real. Mm -hmm. It's chaos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exfoliation, clay mask, moisturizer, and SPF. Always SPF. I'm a sunscreen queen. Sunscreen. Yeah. Use it. Get on a first name basis with your dermatologist. Get on. Your skin is the largest organ that you have, and you only get one of it. Don't mess it up. Yeah. Drop some of your beauty stuff. routines in the comments, Metro fam out there. I want to hear what you do for you, your beauty routines. Mine, so I actually filmed my beauty routine before we did this. Um, just for just for giggles, but it's um so let's talk about pregnancy. Expected yeah. and unexpected pregnancies. Do y'all have kids? Ooh. No. I have a cat. I actually do not. You have a fur baby. <laughs> you have a fur baby. I have a lot of adoptive children around me. 
So including fur babies. Um, my fiance has a couple of dogs, Wattrylers, and I have quite a bit of nieces and nephews um, that just keep going and growing. Um, I have I have a potential uh, future stepdaughter, and um, but I have not birthed anything out of this birth canal myself as of yet. <laughs> so um, it will come sooner than later. <laughs> I I'm but a I am. Oh. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Tiffany. There's a little bit of a lag there. That's why I'm. I'm. I want. I'm. No, I was just saying. Um, even though I haven't, I am taking precautionary measures so that that does not happen before my fiance seals the deal. Okay, so let's just put that out there. <laughs> so. Um, you know, don't, don't have any oopsies or, or walking down the aisle with big old belly. But if you did, did that's your thing, whatever, whatever. Um, I just want to make sure I make it across that uh, bridge. Um, as long as we've been going, I want to get across that bridge still the same way. So <laughs> I hear you. I, I've been pregnant three times. I have one child. So um, I've had two miscarriages. Mm -hmm. I've had a miscarriage, uh, a pregnancy with a live birth, and uh, and then a miscarriage about, I think it was like a year or a year and a half after. That one was on plan. We did not plan to get pregnant the second time. Mm -hmm. We planned the second one, but we didn't plan the second one. Um, so we have we at Metro have an amazing program called Topla, which is for pregnant women uh, or expectant mothers with um, HIV or substance misuse issues in Hillsborough County. So if you fall in one of those categories, or um, if you're in Hillsborough County and your mom, you're looking for some resources, text out at Metro, we can help you out. Because I want to say this, my friend January, who lives in Alabama, told me something right after I gave birth to my child. She said, mom, it ain't easy. And let me tell you something, it's not. It is not easy. Pregnancy is not easy. Birthing ain't easy. Momming ain't easy. Because it's painted in such a way and it's painted in such a perfect picture in your world and in the outside world and in advertising and everything like that, that anything, any little thing that goes wrong or anything that like, you know, would, would you might in your mind's eye would consider go wrong, like can potentially derail everything in your whole experience. And the second she said that, I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, mom, it really isn't easy. And she's like, it's a mom friends, girl. Mm -hmm. In my Facebook group, it's got 30,000 women in there who have given birth to a plethora of children. So at any points in time, you know, somebody's up, somebody's awake. So if you're having an issue or something like that, just post it in the group. Yeah. I got to tell you, that group has awesome. probably saved my life. It really has. It's a breastfeeding centric, it's, it's a breastfeeding centric group, um, but it, it's it has offered... So much support and so much just, you know what? You're not alone. <laughs> yeah. You're completely like unloads a gallon of boob juice on you in the middle of Target and all over the floor and everything. You're not alone. <laughs> that's, so, that's so and good to, to so have that. My too. friends who have. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a couple of friends who, close friends who all have small children. And I see them struggling at times, even 
And though they are married, but so even having two parents in the household doesn't always make it easier. You know, it sometimes it makes it, you know, more of a struggle and a balance to figure out who's going to take on what role, who's going to, you know, wash, I'll bathe the kid tonight, last night, are you going to do it tonight? I cook food tonight, are you going to do it tonight? You know, it always has to be that balance, you know, between you and your partner. But when you are a single parent, you know, you don't have that option, you know, you have to do it all. So parenting, even though, again, I'm not officially, officially a parent yet, but from what I can see and witness, it's definitely not an easy job that, someone should take for granted because it's a, it's a real job. Something you have to do on a daily basis that you really don't get yeah. appreciation for. So yeah, it is. Yeah. And then also and I just wanted to put in there that with the whole topper program, even though they do see um, and try to help out and educate HIV positive women and those who have substance, substance misuse issues, um, even if you don't fall into either one of those categories, they can still try to help you out and link you to some of those support groups uh, mm -hmm. or other support agencies that can, you know, maybe um, be a home visitation program or that may be more of a long-term health education program. So they do have those resources in Hillsborough County through the top of program that they can help you out. Mm -hmm. And it, I had a, when I was going through my second miscarriage, um, you know, postpartum depression and something that's really not talked about, which is postpartum anxiety. Uh, I had really bad postpartum anxiety afterwards, after my, um, the birth of my daughter, even though I had a doula and I, you know, and she was amazing. I, I owe her so many things. Um, postpartum and depression and postpartum anxiety are very real things. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything to cause it. You didn't, you know, and, and it, there is absolutely no shame whatsoever in seeking out help, especially if you're a first time mom. You're a first time mom. You do not give birth to a child and then give birth to the manual right afterwards. That <laughs> happened. That's not a thing. Even yeah. though they make it seem like it. And they're like, in the hospital, you give birth and they're like, okay, cool. Stay three, four days. Here's the baby. May feel like you guys just got hit by a car or hit by a truck. Go home. We need the room. Right. And that's it. So if you need those resources and if you're in those situations, feel free to reach out. There's absolutely no, um, you know, and if you have experienced a miscarriage, you're not alone either. My friend, my best friend, Jillian, probably said something to me during my second miscarriage because she had gone through hers. And I was like in the middle, in the process of actively miscarrying when she and I were talking about it. And it's something a lot of women don't talk about because you're not supposed to, right. I guess. Um, she said it was, the loneliest experience I have ever gone through. And in that moment, when she said that, an entire burden and weight had lifted off my shoulders because she was able to name everything that was going on in my head and my heart and like everything that came all the stuff and the argumentation, the internal, you know, and it's true. It's true. There is a big giant ball of tornado of argument and emotions that go on inside of you when you have a miscarriage. It's not because you drink the wrong great flavor Kool-Aid. You know, it's nothing that you do, but you may feel like that. And there, mm -hmm. and your brain is telling something completely different than your heart is telling you. So just that little, just her saying that, just her talking about it yeah. was, I don't know, it, it, it was mind blowing. To me, and I, I, I still thank her to this day for even saying that. Now, unexpected pregnancies, I will say this you don't have to. Mm -hmm. 
Agreed. You don't have to. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it feels, you know, very odd when someone um, comes to you and says, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're you're feeling them believe me, be like, what do you mean you don't know what you're gonna do? You're gonna have a baby, you know, but you're not in that person's shoes to be able to dictate what they need to be doing, what they should be doing with their life. You know, you don't know if they have a secure home to bring that baby home to, if they have a support system, if they are employed, you know, you just don't know. So before you go and judge someone about mm -hmm. what they're going to do, um, take a step back. You know, mm -hmm. and really ask that person, what do you need help with? You know, what resources do you need to know about? How can I be of assistance to you? You know, have you went to counseling? Have you thought all the way through? Like what what can, whatever you want to do, I can try to guide you before you lay on that mindset of judgment of mm -hmm. this person is considering terminating, terminating this pregnancy. Now, I have different feelings when it comes to someone who's using abortion as a form of birth control that have that's to me a totally different aspect on that but when you get caught up in a situation that you really 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 didn't you know intend to happen um you know just let that person be just let them know that you're there for them yeah you're not alone and you don't have to go through that alone like we are absolutely here to help right. you and we're here for you so you know give us a call yeah 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 your body your choice yep mm-hmm and the, I think the statistic is the majority of um, women who do elect for abortions, a lot of them are married. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm -hmm. yep. So abortion, abortion care is a form of medical care. And it is nobody else's business, but yours and yours exactly. alone. Mm -hmm. so, so I want to get back to a question that came up earlier and end this on, because we're right at the one hour mark. I want to end this on a positive note. Going back to dating, we had a question from someone named Brian that said, what about Snapchat filters in pictures or dating app pictures? How do you feel absolutely about that? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. No way. <laughs> no, not thinking of it. No. Goodbye. Mm -mm. No. It ties into you, the real eyes. you mean those little butterflies don't actually exist around your eyes? <laughs> in real life? They might, but no. No. <laughs> mm -mm. I don't want to see it. I just want to see your natural self again. Don't fool me with no hat, even though I love the hats. Take the hat <laughs> off, take the filters off. Okay? I want to yeah. see who you really are. <laughs> yeah. I want to see pictures of just you. I don't want a group of people where I have to have multiple pictures that I look at to decipher which one is you. I'm not, I'm not a magician and neither are you. <laughs> Give me just you. <laughs> I don't have a wand for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's too much going on. And make them current pictures. Yes. Yes. I still can't get over that. I think I actually asked someone. I was on I was on a first date with and I asked him, I was like, so your profile picture, when was that taken? And he was like, Oh yeah, like last month. I was like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> but was it though? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not even oh, can we also just talk about I, I I absolutely hate when people lie about their height. Because I'm a, I'm tall. 
Well, I'm five eight, and I I do like to date people who are taller than me. But don't don't give me some six feet when you're five nine. Don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> a three inch difference is a lot. It is in, yeah. in many ways. A three <laughs> inch difference so. is a lot. Not size matters, but I'm saying it takes a long time to get to London in a rowboat. <laughs> and on that and, note, <laughs> I'll be here all week. Make sure to see your work. So, um, I just, <laughs> Dylan on multiple levels. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> So if um, Tiffany, do you have any final closing thoughts for girl gossip today? I just really appreciate the openness that we were very, that we were able to be very candid with our community out there, our Metro fans, our Facebook fans, um, because this is how we are at work as well. Like we're very professional, but we tell you raw, like how it is. Okay. So don't ever think you can't come to Metro and, and you have to be a protective patient. Don't think you can't come to see your provider and tell them about your sexual experience that happened last night. We look at things totally differently than where you would go to another, your regular primary care provider, you know? Right. So same thing that happens when you come to talk to your behavioral health therapist, um, with your HIV tester, with the support groups that we have, we want to be on your level because we're doing the same thing. We're just trying to be very protective when we're doing it. So we get where you're at. Okay. So the whole point of this conversation, I feel, was to let you know how we are at work. This is our natural state of being. So um, we want to welcome any and everyone that comes in. And again, linkage, we will try to find you a resource, whatever you may need. Not saying it's going to be guaranteed, but we will try to find you whatever you need to get you where you need to be. Amazing. Erin, do you have any closing thoughts? I do. Um, I want to say uh, I've in the last year of dating, I've really learned that um, it's so important to listen to your gut and to really get into a extremely close relationship with your gut and, and hear them when they tell you things like, you know, they can really, they can just weed out a lot of things for you, like bad situations, you know, things that feel icky or um, I've just, I've really gotten to, she's like a clear voice in my head. Um, and I'm really thankful for her. And um, you have to be your own advocate out, out mm. in this dating jungle. So I really, um, I want to uh, wish people that they will get really close with themselves and um, really learn what they want. Yeah. Um, so my closing thoughts would be, remember, carry your own stuff. No one's gonna care about your sexual health but you. Feel free to say no. Feel free to shout it from the rooftops. You do you, boo-boo, and own who you are. Never be afraid to be who you are, who you really are. Um, So thanks for joining us today, Metro fam. If you have any questions that we did not get to or you want to know more about Metro or you just want to ask us some tips, um, drop it in the comments. We will get to it. And come visit us at Metro, make an appointment, come see us for anything that you may need. Um, thanks for joining us today. This was an amazing conversation. Tiffany and Aaron, y'all are awesome. Love you so much. We really do need each other during these times. Um, if you feel so moved and want to help us keep these programs going, 
please, please donate um, to our Keep It Virtual program. And you can text, use our text to give number, text the word METRO to 44321. That's METRO to 44321. And make sure to stay up to date on uh, COVID through the CDC. Stay safe, wear your mask, use your exfoliation, wear your sunscreen, wash your hands, and continue to follow us on uh, on Facebook and yeah. on our episodes for more discussions like this and even more. We really get into some fun topics here. Catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook Live, and even our YouTube channel afterwards. Follow us on all the social media for all up-to-date information and especially when we get to start doing events again because they're super fun. Until next time, to inclusivity and beyond. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. We love you. You've been listening to Inclusivity and Beyond with Metro Inclusive Health, subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community. Want to hear us cover a subject in the future? Email us at lgbtq at metrotampabay.org. For sponsorship information, contact James K at metrotampabay.org. Thank you.